Good evening. <clears throat> and as always, I want to thank you for watching this evening. And I always appreciate the fact that you take time out of your busy schedule, uh, whether you're at home in the evening after a long day's work or if you're uh, still trying to rush around and finish the things of the day. Um, I appreciate you watching. I know many of you have had busy days. I've been praying for others that uh, I know uh, COVID vaccines and doctor visits and many other things. And so uh, I just appreciate it. I know some of you have had your medicine changed recently. And so I've been praying for that. And so I just do. I really do appreciate you watching these each night. And as always, just pray that the Lord would speak to your heart and that He would use these to help you as you love Him. Tonight, I want to talk to you about a topic that you very rarely hear anything about. And that's the topic of revenge. I would say all of us, if we were asked... Are you one to seek revenge? You and I would almost all say no. Uh, I don't seek revenge when someone wrongs me or hurts me. Or um, you, you would say I don't like them or I don't want them to be blessed. But revenge is just a strong word. But I would say if tonight we really were alone before God and answered that question honestly, all of us have probably thought about revenge or have done something out of revenge to someone who has wronged us. I, uh, I, I am always amazed at how many times someone will come up to me and say, did you know that so-and-so doesn't like you or so-and-so is not happy with you or so-and-so is telling everybody this or that about you and it never ceases to amaze me because um, revenge sometimes is not physical. Sometimes it's slander. You got revenge by ruining someone's reputation or uh, hurting their business or running down their church or whatever it may be. I always have to be very careful because in those moments, I always want to say, well, let me tell you the other side of that story or let me tell you what really happened. But you can't as a Christian. You just pray that the Lord would fight your battles for you. But Gideon faced the difficulty of revenge. And I want to just kind of take you to Judges chapter 8. And I want to just show you a few things tonight about the dangers of revenge. In Judges chapter 8 verse 4 it says, When Gideon came to the Jordan... He and 300 men who were with him crossed over, exhausted but still in pursuit. Then he said to the men of Sakoth, Please give us loaves of bread to the people who follow me, for they are exhausted, and I am pursuing Zeba and Zalmunna, kings of Midian. And the leaders of Sakoth said, Are the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna now in your hands, that we should give you bread? And so Gideon then makes a statement. Huh. I'm coming back here 
after I win and I'm going to tear the flesh off of you. Then in verse 8, he goes up to another town and says, Help us. Give us some bread. And they say, No. And so Gideon says, When I come back after winning this battle, I am going to put you to death. Now you say, Jake, that's a pretty extreme response. And I agree. You know what I notice about the book of Judges chapter 8? that's different from Judges chapter 7? The Lord. In Judges chapter 6 and 7, the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said. In chapter 8, it starts to say, Gideon said, Gideon said, and Gideon said. You see, friends, when revenge becomes the focal point of your existence towards someone, you are no longer speaking for God. You are speaking for you. It's not the Lord says, it's you say. And so we see that this simple request is refused. But yet Gideon says, you're going to pay when the time comes. He goes on in verses 10 through 12 and wins a great battle, conquers these two enemy kings. And after he conquers them, he gets revenge on the people who wouldn't help him. Listen to verse 13. Then Gideon, the son of Joash, returned from battle from the accent of Harry's, and he caught a young man of the men of Succoth and interrogated him. And he wrote down for him the leaders of Succoth and its elders, 77 men. So Gideon takes a young man by force against his will, and interrogates the information out of him. You see, Gideon's not doing the Lord's work here. Gideon's doing what he wants, getting revenge. And friends, oh, Gideon was had a right to be angry. Gideon had a right to be upset that these people wouldn't help his army as he was fighting for them. You can be wronged and really be wronged. Friends, you can be hurt and really be hurt. And in those situations, God fights for you. But the moment that you go from being wronged or hurt or talked about to a position of revenge, you have gone from being the victim to being the guilty party. You say, Jake, that's not fair. They said this about me. They told these lies about me. They said this. They did that. And yes, God knows you're hurt and he will fight for you. But the moment that you decide to get revenge, you become the problem. And so God knows when you're hurt. God knows when you've been wrong. God knows when you've been betrayed. God knows when people slander and falsely accuse you. God knows and will fight for you until you become like Gideon and say, I'm going to take matters into my own hand. God didn't tell him to take this young man hostage. God didn't tell him to put out a hit list and listen to what Gideon did. And he, verse 16, and he took the elders of the city and the thorns of the wilderness and the briars 
and with them he taught the men of Sakah. What he did was he made a whip and he beat these people out of revenge. Then he goes on to the other town. Listen to what happens. Then he tore down the tower of Penuel and killed the men of their city. Revenge. He says, you wronged me and I'm going to destroy you. You say, Jake, I don't want that in my life. How did this happen? How did Gideon go from winning these amazing battles with God on his side to being a vengeful, revenge-seeking heathen? I want to show you tonight. And I hope this will help you as I close. <clears throat> Listen to what verse 19 says. Then he said to these two kings, They were my brothers, the sons of my mother. As the Lord lives, if you had let them live, I would have let you live. You see, Gideon hated these two kings because they had massacred some of the children of Israel. That's why God sent Gideon into battle is because these kings were wicked. That's why God gave him a victory with 300 men over an army of thousands. It's how God gave him victories when the world would say you can't win a victory. God knew what these two kings had done. But Gideon let his hatred and bitterness and anger to these two foreign kings consume him. And what happens is Gideon not only gets the enemy, but he also destroys people along the way. He destroyed the city of Peru. He beat the men of Sakah, all because his revenge and hatred drove him to do something that God didn't ask him to do. And tonight, I believe this might be the hardest lesson I've ever taught. And I believe tonight, if you're listening, it's a pill that you don't want to swallow as well. And why is that? Because when we've been wronged, when we've been hurt, when we've been talked about, when we've been slandered, everything in us hurts. God knows your pain. God knows what you're going through. God does not waste one tear or let it go unnoticed. But everything in us says, let me fix this God. Let me tell those people what's really happened. Let me tell those people the truth about how that person really is. That's the us in us, seeking revenge, vengeance, and vindication. And what I want you to hear tonight is, even when you have truly been wronged, if you decide to fight that battle to get back at that person, you'll end up doing collateral damage. One of the hardest things as a pastor that I never was prepared for in seminary, I wasn't prepared for growing up in church, is how do you as a pastor protect people's confidentiality and people's reputation 
when they don't do the same to you. When someone's out talking bad about your church and lying about the church or lying about you and you have all the information, you have the meeting notes, you have the text messages, how do you trust that God's going to fight that battle for you? And friends, I don't know what people have done to you tonight, how you've been wronged, how you've been hurt, but God is going to fight for you. I promise you. But if you decide to fight for you, that revenge will take you to a place that you don't want to go. It'll hurt people that you don't want to hurt. And it'll cost you more than you want to pay. So tonight, forgive your enemies. Trust that God knows how to make it right. And watch how God can fight the battles for you. And so as always, I just want you to know that I love you. I'm praying for you. Like I said, I know some of you have got your COVID shot today. Some of you are having some blood pressure medicine changes. Uh, um, we're praying for you. We love you. And as always, if there is anything that we can do for you, you please let us know. And I pray that God would richly bless you and look forward to talking to you tomorrow night.